Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment. Yes, another Black History Moment with Bo. And I know you're wondering where the hell I've been. So I gotta tell you, we've all got to have a little downtime sometime. And after sitting behind this mic for three years, it dawned upon me that I must take a little time to clean this system out. I was starting to have flaws in my recordings. So I took a little time to do that. And also, I must admit, I had to take a little time for myself. But I don't know if I'll ever do that again. Because I had to call Apple support so many times. It went from a good day, this is Apple support, to Bo, what's not happening now? I know they got tired of hearing from me. But you pay for all that when you pay for their merchandise. And plus it gave you a time to go through the library and listen to some things that you had never heard before. And I hope you did that. Especially some of you new listeners. Well, Thanksgiving is a bonus. And I hope you're like me and you're staying, you're behind at home, out of that traffic, out of that mad airport, and let your family come to you. But all in all, I missed you. And I hope you missed me also. And so let's take a little time now and slip into darkness. She was the first black woman to appear on what was the 1950s version of The Big Idea, and that was a television show about modern inventions. And she was the first woman of color to be accepted to pursue advanced studies at the Document Division of England's Scotland Yard. She was a founding member of the American Association of Handwriting analysis, and regularly wrote for many, many leading black newspapers and magazines. She was a bad sister, and her name was Bessie Blount Griffin. And she got her start in a one-room segregated schoolhouse with no textbooks and rose to greatness during a time when there were few black women working in science roles. But she's perhaps best known for her work with amputee veterans, developing inventions and teaching them skills that would help them complete everyday tasks. This is the sister Bessie Blount Griffin, the fierce and resortful scientist who overcame all the obstacles that the world could put in her way, and she still made history. You see, Bessie was born 
on November the 24th, 1914, in the community of Hickory, Virginia, what they call today Chesapeake. Her education started in a one-room schoolhouse called Diggs Chapel Elementary School. And according to the New York Times, the school was built by the black community members after World War as a place to educate the children of formerly enslaved people. And this is the place where Blunt butted heads with a childhood teacher in an event that would help shape her entire future. You see, Blunt was left-handed, and at this time, being left-handed was unacceptable. And when she got caught writing with her left hand, she was reprimanded and wrapped on her knuckles by the school teacher. Now, Blunt, being stubborn as a young girl, countered this chastisement by teaching herself not only to be ambidextrous, but to write by holding a pencil in her teeth. And she also learned how to write with her feet. And she often said that after that, if it was wrong for me to write with my left hand, it was wrong for me to write with my right hand. But as it was, there were no schools near Blunt that offered higher education for black students. So after completing all the formal schooling available in her sixth grade, she made her own education plan. And that's when she decided she wanted to become a physical therapist. And she received a rare honor at that time. Blunt was accepted to Union Junior College and Pazer College of Physical Education and Hygiene as a physical therapist. And she went on to teach amputees returning from World War II how to do everyday tasks after they lost hands or feet on the battlefield. Crucial things like eating, but also writing. And if there was one thing Jesse Blount Griffin could teach from firsthand experience, it was alternative ways to write. Soon she was teaching patients how to write with their teeth and feet, just as she had learned to do years before. She often told her patients that you're not crippled, only crippled in your mind. And it wasn't long after working with these disabled vets that she made her first invention. Bessie taught amputees writing skills at Bronx Hospital now known as Bronx Lebanon Hospital Center in New York. And while she was there, she realized that amputees could greatly benefit from a way to feed themselves without a caregiver. And she came up with a design for an electronic feeding device that allowed patients to bite down on a tube and have bits of food delivered to their mouths. And she worked on this prototype in her own kitchen, melting plastic using boiling water and employing everyday tools like files, hammers, and an ice pick to shape the device. 
and in 1951, she patented a portion of her design, a portable receptacle device that used a neck brace with built-in support to hold bowls or cups close to the mouth. She was excited to get to put it to use. However, the Veterans Administration wanted nothing to do with Blunt's invention. Instead, she donated it to the French government so it could start helping people. Now, Bessie also developed a disposable emesis butt basin to hold bodily fluids and waste, which would spare hospitals from having to clean out their basins after every use. She fashioned the prototype from a mixture of flour, water, and newspaper. And once again, the Veteran Administration was not interested. She sold the idea to Belgium, and they still use a variation of it today. It seems like the Veteran Administration did not want to pay a black person for their inventions, don't it? And according to her family, Blount never stopped inventing, but did stop applying for patents on her designs. Bessie Blount Griffin's second career in graphology. In the 1960s, Blount began a second career conducting forensic research for police departments in Vineland, New Jersey, and Virginia. Her specialty became graphology, the analysis of handwriting to profile one's behavior. I have been taught that a person's signature is his written fingerprints, and they are just as valid as those on his fingers or the sole of his feet, she wrote. During the 1970s, Blount worked as the chief document examiner in Portsmouth, Virginia. Eventually, she ended up working at England's Scotland Yard as a handwriting expert. She went on to specialize in detecting forged documents. Bessie Blunt Griffin continued to work as a consultant forensic analysis into her 80s. Even after she retired from law enforcement work, she still didn't rest but consulted with museums and researchers determining the authenticity of pre-Civil War documents and letters related to the slave trade as well as Native American treaties. Once Blunt observed her 12-year-old grandson Nicholas handwriting and correctly gave him a diagnosis of weak vision in one eye. She said it was all in your writing, that your writing showed you how you were physically as well as mentally. Nicholas Griffin said, it's a bit of science, but it's a bit of a gift. And that's what she had as well. Bessie Blunt Griffin died in 2009 at her home in Newfield, New Jersey. She was 95 years old. Well, that's her story, my friends. Bessie Blount Griffin, a first black forensic scientist. 
and we never heard of her. Never, never. But we understand why the Veterans Administration never accepted any of her inventions. Of course we understand it. Way back then, she was lucky if she even got in the door to show them. But rest in peace, my sister, because we know you now and we know your story. Not only will just your family know your story, but people all over the United States that listen to my voice will know your story. And some of them will tell your story to their children and their grandchildren. So that seed has been planted. And one of these days, when we come up with our own history books, we hope that there is a place for you in them. Well, my friends, that's my exiting music. And I'm sorry that this is such a short story, but I gotta be sure that this studio is working right. And I hope you understand that. But before I go, I've got a message for you. Love it when people think they're going to punish you by not talking to you. Have a great day, my friends, and don't eat too much turkey. Peace to my ancestors and my elders. I walk in your strength, legacy, and power today and every day. Until next time, it has been my honor. <laughs>